Genesis 29. Then Jacob went on his journey and came into the land of the people of the east. And he looked, and behold, a well in the field, and lo, there were three flocks of sheep lying by it, for out of that well they watered the flocks, and a great stone was upon the well's mouth. Thither were all the flocks gathered, and they rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the sheep and put the stone again upon the well's mouth in his place. And Jacob said unto them, My brethren, whence be ye? And they said, Of Haran are we. Let's pray together, please. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we do thank Thee for all Thy blessings You do give us, and often we forget to count our blessings, and we look to Thee that that uh, Your Father would keep on blessing us while there's a church, as a people, and that we would truly uh, look to Thee and not get under out from under the shelter of Thy wing, and that You would bless and <clears throat> those saints that You'd edify and those without Christ would be pleased to save, and those sick and infirmities, that you'd have mercy upon them. We do thank thee and praise thee in Jesus Christ's name and for his sake. Amen. The story of two wives is what I titled this lesson. Uh, chapters 28 through 32 shows Jacob fleeing uh, Esau and in his 20 years with Laban and uh, his homecoming. And uh, he leaves, fleeing Esau, and returned with great fear of him. And amen. after fighting with the, ma- with the man and assurance from God along the way, he picks up uh, two wives, two concubines, 11 sons, and a great herd of cattle. And so the hated and the beloved, uh, reminded of Matthew 6, 24, no man can serve two masters, for either he will love, hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. I know this is speaking about a loyalty to one's boss. You just can't have two bosses, but there is a parallel between what we're looking in our lesson and, and, uh, and of course, Jacob loves Rachel and not Leah, and, of course, Laban uh, cheats him or tricks him, I guess you'd say, and uh, so he ended up with Leah and then uh, Rachel, and so the we think about uh, we could blame Laman for what happened and the naive uh, of Jacob and that he didn't get all the information that he should have got, just like signing a contract with a lot of fine print. That fine print sometimes I get you, and uh, so but. Why would he ask if, you know, what the customs of the land was in this? But so Jacob never did ask, and they made an agreement between the two that uh, he would work seven years for uh, uh, Rachel. And so they had settled it and given each one, each one their word and set the time that he would herd the sheep. And so everything seemed to be set, and and yet we see that, that uh, Laman uh, was a kind of a sly fox, if you will, and we've seen that earlier with him. And, and here, he uh, really what he's after is free labor. He gets Jacob for seven years, and then he gets him for another seven years. And those that sin receive chastisement upon according to those in, 
to the way there's involved. Surely the wrath of man shall praise thee, and the remainder of wrath shall thou restrain. This is not only true of the wrath of God, or the wrath of man, excuse me, but in everything that we do in dealing with God. And he allows certain things to go on, even though we would look at them and say, well, that's a wicked thing that happened there, but God's bringing about his goodwill and purpose, and he only allows those things in his kingdom that will promote uh, his end result, if you will, the cause of God and his purpose and planning. And if God struck everybody down that sinned, there would be nobody. And if societies was controlled by a hard hand, if God uh, <clears throat> would put a nation down as soon as they fell into sin, there wouldn't be any nations. And so our constant turmoil. And so there are certain things that God allows, like it says, wrath the man shall praise thee, and the remainder uh, of his wrath thou shalt restrain. So that which doesn't bring God glory or go forth to, put, uh, to accomplish God's purpose God restrains, and it doesn't allow that. Uh, Meet at the well, Genesis 29, 1 through 14. Uh, and the first four verses we've already uh, read. And, uh, and Jacob left the land of the Canaanites for the land of the Mesopotamians, and which included, of course, his, he, his kinfolks at Haran. And he goes to the hot uh, spot, it seems, to find a wife. <coughs> Uh, the, the cattle well. I mean, Jacob, our Isaac's servant, and Jacob and Moses, uh, that's where they get their wives. They go to the well, and uh, each one of them rolls the, uh, <clears throat> the stone away from the well and waters the flocks and, and uh, against the custom of the land. And, uh, and by that, he see, they both, all of them see here seem to be heroic, or at least enough that they get invited, and in the case of Isaac's servant and Jacob, to Laban's house, and Moses, of course, <clears throat> to the, his father's house. I can't think of his name now, or his wife's fa- father's name. Each, uh, a little while after arriving, uh, rolled the stone away from the mouth after uh, talking to him and saying these <clears throat> And they don't roll the you know roll a stone away until everybody's there. Uh, there in five through eight, and he said unto them, Know ye Laman the son of Nahor? And they said, We know him. And he said unto them, Is is he well? And they said, He is well. And behold, Rachel his daughter cometh with the sheep. And he said, Lo, it is yet high day. Neither is all the cattle. A time that the cattle should be gathered together, water ye the sheep and go and feed them. And they said, We cannot until all the flocks be gathered together until they roll the stone from the well's mouth. Then we water the sheep. And so they uh, they gave them the custom of the land, and this is the same thing with Isaac's servant and Moses at the well and and where he is at among the Hittites. And and so we uh, see that uh, each one of them does this, and, and each time, you know, it was Rebecca, now it's Rachel, and then Moses' wife, which I can't call a name, but nonetheless, they're the ones that are there. 
and uh, these are the ones that uh, <clears throat> that the uh, patriarchs want to marry, and so this is seemed like a, the as I said a hot spot. This is I guess where you went to meet the a woman of your dreams or of your uh, that you want to be your wife, and so they knew Laman and his daughter Rachel who brought the herd, and she was early. It seems that each one of Isaac's servants, Jacob and Moses, helped their future wives and, uh, to uh, by going against the custom by rolling away the stone from the well's mouth. It was high day or noonish, and then Rachel came, and I don't know exactly what time of day that they uh, watered the sheep, and it just says when they're all gathered together, but she was early. And uh, each time, each one was early. Uh, and so Rebecca was early, Rachel's early, bring the sheep, and all of these are industrious women. They, ones that brought the sheep to the, to the well's mouth, and, uh, and she was the herds, herdist. She was the herdsman or herd, herdist, herdress or whatever it is. And, and so they meet them there, and it, uh, uh, it was... Uh, community well uh, with rules and uh, community wealth it's not like a law that they put you in jail if you broke the law it's just the custom and so that made sure that everybody was treated the same and everybody was able to water their sheep and so they would gather the water and their sheep and they um, they refused to roll the stone away from the well's mouth and there in nine, and while he spake, yet spake with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she kept them. And it came to pass, when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brothers, that Jacob went near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock and of Laman, his mother's brother, and, and Jacob kissed Rachel and lifted up his voice and wept. And Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's brother and that he was Rebekah's son. And she ran and told her father. And it came to pass when Laman heard the tidings of Jacob, uh, his sister's son, that he ran to meet him and embraced him and kissed him and brought him into his to his house. And he told Laban all these things. And Laban said unto him, Surely thou art my bone and my flesh. <clears throat> and so we uh, see that as he brings the, uh, them to the... Uh, <clears throat> or, uh, as he <clears throat> uh, tells Rachel who he is and... And what he's didn't tell him what he's there for, but told him who he was and and their relationship and and she was a shepherdess and kept her father's sheep. She rolled he rolled the stone away. Didn't say ask anybody the second time. The first time he had mentioned it, and they said we can't do that. And so then he went and done it himself. Now, I don't know how big a stone this was that they rolled away. I I always bet you a great big thing, but. It must not have been a great big thing because all of them was able to roll it away and and water the flock. Uh, when it speaks of Jacob, uh, saw Rachel and immediately uh, she became he became interested in her and kissed her. 
This is not talking about a romantic kiss. This is talking about the greeting that they had in their land where they <clears throat> would kiss them on a cheek. And uh, some customs, you know, they kiss them on both cheeks. But most part, for the <clears throat> Hebrews, it was just kissing on one cheek or the other, just like Laman uh, kissed uh, Jacob when he met him. And so this is just a custom of the time. And in, in, in those days, uh, uh, they, didn't, they didn't kiss if you will, uh, uh, while, yet, while not yet married. Now, if there's a harlot or something, they would. But uh, a decent girl did not kiss. And, and this was left for the marriage. I mean, this, all this is left for the marriage. They didn't date like we think about dating. And, and probably all of us dated. They wouldn't have done that at all. They would always have somebody... There, if they was together, there'd be a third party there and a chaperone or somebody, or they'd be in the house with the layman uh, or, or wherever that might be. So uh, and there wasn't any uh, separation or where they were alone together at all during all this time. And later on, we're going to ask how come uh, Jacob couldn't tell the difference, and this is part of it. Uh, they was kept at arm's length. And so it would be hard to determine just how much of the emotions were romantic and how much of them was the just meeting and greeting his mother's family because it says of Jacob that he wept. And did he weep because he found Rachel or did he weep because he <coughs> found his, uh, his mother's brother? And so, we <coughs> so when we think of this, then uh, sometimes people read too much in what the what is said here, and and go beyond what the scripture even means. And Laman was glad to see his sister's brother, recognized him as one of the family. Jacob gets less than he bargained for there in Genesis uh, 29, 14b through 30. We'll read uh, 14 through 17. And 14, the latter part, and he abode with him in the space of one of a month, and Laman said unto Jacob, Because thou art my brother, shouldest thou therefore serve me for naught? Tell me, what shall thy wages be? And Laman had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. And Leah was tender-eyed, but Rachel was beautiful and well-favored. And so we see that uh, uh, whether... Layman has an inkling of what's going on. I mean, they might have been Google-eyed at one another or something. We don't know that. Uh, but he asked him what the, uh, the labor or how much he would charge him. And, and we noticed that he'd been there a month. And, uh, and I assume from what Layman says that he had been busy. He didn't just lay around the house and, and do nothing. He had been about doing things and... So Laman said, well, it's not right that you work for me for nothing. Uh, tell me how much pay you want. And, and uh, then it mentions his daughters, and, and it says uh, Leah was tender-eyed. This could mean weak-eyed, and it could mean that she couldn't see well, or some believe she was blue-eyed instead of brown. But I, I think she's blue-eyed that it would have said that. Uh, so uh, we're left with 
just kind of imagine what we want to imagine. And usually, I think somebody's weak eye. We somebody can't see well. And uh, but I don't. There's uh, <clears throat> after you read what everybody else says, you think, well, I'm not sure about that now. <laughs> That's what all it means. But it, then it speaks of the beauty of Rachel, and it could be that uh, eyes compared with eyes that that Leah's eyes seem to be less uh, beautiful as Rachel's was. And, of course, sometimes the, the beauty is in the eye beholder. <clears throat> so they, they were, uh, uh, she, the, he looked at uh, Rachel as being much more beautiful and, and uh, favored, if you will, than Leah. And, and the beauty is in the eye of the holder we mentioned. Another attribute of Rachel, she was industrious and not lazy. And we see this of all the ladies that I just spoke of, of Isaac's wife and Jacob's wife and of Moses' wife because it was the daughters that come to water the flock at that time. And then in verses 18, 20, And Jacob loved Rachel and said, I will serve thee seven years for Rachel thy younger daughter. And Laman said, It is better that I give her to thee than I should give her to another man. Abide with me. And Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed unto, <coughs> unto him but a few days for, he lo- for the love he had to her. And so we uh, see the uh, price. We think, uh, I, in my mind, I said seven years. That's a good while for a wife. And, and of course, Isaac's servant brought a dowry. I mean, he brought uh, all the riches and and things of Abraham when he come to get a wife for Isaac. And so, but and Jacob doesn't have anything. Uh, he left, but there's nothing said about him taking any treasures. There's nothing said about him having a lot of camels or, or donkeys or anything. It's not, usually it says, you know, they had so many camels or so many, or they had servants that went with him. There's nothing said about this. It seems that Jacob sent up by himself and he had, I'm sure, had enough food to last him uh, while on his journey. And so he had nothing to bring. Uh, and so he gave the dowry. Some says he was showing how much he loved her by uh, going seven years. And, of course, seven in the Scripture means complete, as a complete number. And, uh, and so he might have been thinking uh, this would be a complete uh, cycle, if you will, of seven years, and it says he loved her, and the seven years passed quickly. It just, <clears throat> just a short time, and it seemed to Jacob that it was over. Uh, and Jacob set the terms and high enough to bargain with uh, Laman. He reminds us of Jesus, our Lord, Hebrews twelve two, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising his shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And so he uh, saw, if you will, us, and for the joy set before him. And some say, well, he's talking about his kingship. No, he's talking about his people. And he's talking about the kingdom, yes, but he's talking about the people of the kingdom. And so Jesus, if you will, at it seemed like a light thing or a thing that he endured without uh, uh, any problems because of the, what was set before him, and that was us or his bride. And, and so uh, 
so it says despising the shame, sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And so now at this time he rules over all things. In 21, and Jacob said unto Laman, give me my wife, for my days are fulfilled that I may go in unto her. And Laban gathered together all the men of the place and made a feast. And it came to pass at evening that he took Leah, his daughter, and brought her to him. And he went in unto her, and Laban gave unto his daughter Leah, Zelpath, his maid for handmaid. And it came to pass that in the morning, behold, it was Leah. And he said to Laman, What is this thou hast done unto me? Did I not serve thee for Rachel? Wherefore then hast thou beguiled me? And, uh, of course, Laman's got an excuse about the custom, but, and I put in, he's just a good horse trader, car, used car salesman. I mean, he, uh, <clears throat> he was one of those puffed up things, if you will, more than they should be. He sets the wedding feast, and, uh, and Lee is there, and, and not Rachel, and uh, regards to the customs of the land, when he gave his word, he made an agreement with uh, Jacob, but broke it. And he gives uh, Zelpath to Leah as a handmaid. Uh, how could Jacob not know it was Leah instead of Rachel? One, uh, they never lived together, never dated, never was alone. Uh, and uh, they were waiting for their wedding night. The wife would have been heavily veiled. And this is still the custom in a lot of those countries that you can't even see who's behind that veil. And that's, uh, that's the part of the problem. And, and so she'd been heavily veiled. And they'd make merry. This is also often slang for drinking. When they say they make merry, there's probably a little alcohol, not necessarily that they're uh, drunk, uh, but they says they make merry, and that oftentimes in the Scriptures meant that they uh, had drank some, and and she uh, and in the place where they would have been, or the room, or the house, or wherever they would spent their honeymoon night, uh, it was dark, and uh, so and Jacob didn't know till the sun up uh, that it was Leah instead of Rachel, and and uh, and other explanations I have none, other than it it um, it it seems peculiar. Uh, that he didn't know till morning, but uh, but that was the way it was. Uh, this uh, may have added to Jacob's dislike for Leah uh, because of Laban's taking advantage of him. And uh, sometimes people don't get over somebody's short-dealed them. <clears throat> and, and this might have been part of his trouble with Leah. I don't know that to be a part of it, but I know some people carry grudges for it seemed like a lifetime over some deal that really didn't matter that much. And uh, he knew he had a true love, only to find out it was not his true love. Uh, Layman's excuse, it must not be so done in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. It was their custom, as with rolling the stone away from the whale was a custom, but it was not a law. It was not a requirement. It was not necessary it is that which was just a custom and uh, and people have 
customs, you know. Usually a custom going to church come in the front door, but sometimes we come in the back door and and we could say all kinds of things, the customs we have that uh, that if if we want to break them, we just break them. Uh, and so this is the same with that. Uh, they would uh, marry some uh, one sooner or later, but there uh, here was Jacob, which gave him 14 years of free labor uh, for these two wives. And there in 26, and Laban said it must not be so done in our country to give the younger before the first born, fulfill her week, and we will give thee this for the service which thou <clears throat> thou shalt serve with me yet seven other years. And Jacob did so and fulfilled her week, and he gave him Rachel, his daughter, to wife also, and Laban gave Rachel, his, uh, da- uh, his, his daughter, Belhah, the his handmaid, to be her maid, and he went into Rachel, and he loved Rachel more than Leah, and served with him yet seven other years. And so we <clears throat> see the deception of, uh, of Laman, and he made a new contract. And uh, he wouldn't have worked seven years for Leah. I can just tell you that right now. But for Rachel, he would work another seven years. And uh, so he fulfilled the week, and he gave uh, him Rachel to wife, and he gave Rachel a handmaid, and uh, Belhah, both handmaids, plays an important right, or, um, important part in the tribes of Israel, as we most of us remember. Jacob loved Rachel more than Leah, and also it is saying that he loved Leah only, that he loved her less. He didn't say he hated her, but another place it does. But here is speaking of that he loved her less. And Jacob served another layman another seven years, but nothing uh, says that the time flew by. He didn't say it was a short time. Uh, it was a drudgery to uh, Jacob. And we know what happens to the cattle as we get into Lord will next time. Uh, Lord intervenes in, in this love triangle there in verse 31, 35. <clears throat> and when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren, and, and Leah conceived and bare a son. And she called his name Reuben, for she said, Surely the Lord has looked upon my afflictions. Now, therefore, my husband will love me. And she conceived again and bare a son and said, Because the Lord hath heard I was hated, he hath therefore given me his son also. And she called his name Simeon. And she conceived again and bare a son and said, Now this time will my husband be joined unto me, because I have borne him three sons. Therefore was his name called Levi. And she conceived again and bare a son, and she said, Now will I praise the Lord, wherefore she called his name Judah and left bearing. Now we notice that it says that the uh, Lord, it says when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. And so uh, God is, uh, is the giver of children. 
and um, he is the one that determines uh, all these things. And, and we think that a lot of times we do this, that, or the other, but again, it's like the wrath of man, uh, that which, uh, that which uh, if you will, doesn't honor God or praise him, uh, then he does away with it. So there's only so far you can go, but God does allow a lot of leeway to mankind, and as we can see all throughout the scripture, he allows them to grow more wicked, more wicked, and gives them time to repent and turn from their wicked and sinful ways, and when they don't turn, then judgment comes. And, uh, and the people, is like the children of Israel, uh, they don't realize, really realize how wicked they are. Uh, that's just like a lot of people's view on abortion. They can't even see how evil it is. They just, I mean, they don't have any inkling of what it is. And, and those that uh, trust in evolution and, and refuse the things that God's given us, and we could go on and on and on, but people that are in this mode or believe these things, they don't think it's wicked. They're absolute. It's like the homosexuals of the day. Uh, and trans, transsexuals and, and the conversion. When they talk about conversion, it's not what we talk about. And so all these things to the world get to the point where they seem all right. And uh, in my youth, most of these things would have been thought evil, wicked, and they'd voted out for any politician that would have done such a thing. And uh, yet, over a period of time, we see that people come cold and uh, they fall into these things. And so, uh, even though Jacob had been defrauded, God still expected Jacob to be a loving husband to Leah. There in the book of Ephesians, <clears throat> Ephesians 29, I mean, Ephesians 5, <laughs> Ephesians 5, dealing with the church <clears throat> and 27 <clears throat> we'll read 26 that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word that he might present it to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that he should be <clears throat> that it should be holy and without blemish so ought men to love their wives and their own bodies as their own bodies. He loved his wife, <coughs> his wife, excuse me, loveth himself. For no man ever had yet hated his own flesh, but nourished it and cherished it, even as the Lord, the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined to, unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh." This is a great mystery, that, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. And so uh, this is the ultimate, if you will, uh, example of what the family should be. And husbands should love their wives. And other places that tell the wives you have to love your husband too. So, <clears throat> But the point I'm making is, is that uh, this is not just a requirement in the New Testament. It's just God's requirement for marriage. And, and here, uh, J- and Jacob didn't love Leah, and here it says he hated them. And the other verse is, is spoke of her as if he just didn't, he loved her less. Uh, but in these verses, it says you hated, and, 
in our relationship with God, we know that if we love something else more than Him, we can say, well, I love God, but I love this better. And as far as God is concerned, you hate Him and love the other. And uh, as speaking of the mammon, as we uh, read earlier, God gave Leah children, but did not give Rachel at any children at this time. God is a giver of life and, and the creator of all things. He had, she had a, the firstborn, Reuben, behold, a son. And uh, all these definitions for these different names are from Strong's. And he brought forth Simeon and heard. And she, and she said, the Lord has heard. Uh, she was hated. And then Levi, joined to, uh, was born. This is the tribe of Aaron and Moses and Levites that would serve God in the tabernacle and temple. Leah <clears throat> thought, uh, and Reuben, of course, the firstborn, speaks of the strength of, uh, of, the, of the man of the family. And uh, <clears throat> having uh, Leah thought, having these sons, that Jacob would love her. And because here she was uh, given his, him the descendants, these, uh, which would be the patriarchs of Israel. And, uh, but it didn't deter Jacob at all. And we don't see too much about what it says about Jacob. We just see about Leah and what God is saying in this passage. Then he shot, she stopped bearing children. Uh, <clears throat> oh, she bared Judah. I, I thought I didn't mention that. Uh, which means praise, which is of the tribe of, uh, that David and Jesus came out of. <clears throat> then she stopped having children. Levi 18.18 prohibits marrying sisters while the first sister still lives. In other words, it, even though they married more than one wife, the law <clears throat> absolutely forbid for a man to marry sisters at the same time. If one dies, then he can marry the other sister, but they couldn't be married to him at the same time. And we, as a prime example in our uh, lessons, it seems this is, uh, it looks like when kin folks are involved, it makes things about ten times worse. And uh, so they had a problem here, but uh, in Levi 18, Leviticus, excuse me, 1818, is where this law is prohibit this type of marriage. Uh, they weren't under the law then, so that was not prohibited. But nonetheless, I think this may be one of the things that led to that. We know God omnipotent, but nonetheless, uh, this is a good example of why it shouldn't be done. She stopped bearing children. God had given her four children, uh, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah. Simeon and uh, Levi had hot tempers as much as we'll see later, and, and we're chasing because of that. So uh, these two were what we call trigger tempers. They just flashed them. They just, uh, and, of course, in their, in their dealing with their sister Diana, um, and we see that it didn't subside very quick either. Um, they planned to connive and, uh, and, had to, and God chased them for it. In all this, Leah thought Jacob would love her more than Rachel, who had borne him no children. And we know that it didn't. <clears throat> Some would say that Jacob was a naive in business dealings with Laman. And maybe Jacob was, uh, uh, should have known his dishonesty from previous 
dealings, his family with him, and and uh, as they tried to withhold Rebecca, you know, so well, let her stay here for a day or two or ten, or you know, they was kind of backward pedaling. Then after they made the deal and everything, so well, ask ask Rebecca where she wants to go or not, and. So, I mean, it seemed like the deal was up in the air until she said that she would go. However, there were a family, and he probably would have been more careful when dealing with a stranger than with a family friends. I, I just know too many people has got swindled by, by relatives. So uh, this was a love triangle, and it was made worse because, of course, they were sisters. And there's always a rivalry between siblings. 